Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. It's time to go inside the film room with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry and Scott Seidenberg breaking down college football from a different angle. It's the College Football Film Room Podcast. Welcome inside the College Football Film Room. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by veteran scout, coach, and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. We understand there's a lot going on around the country these days, but uh, sports has always been the escape, Chris. I know personally for me and for many others, uh, sports has been that outlet. And unfortunately, without the live sports that we have right now, there really hasn't been that outlet. But perhaps this podcast can be that outlet for some people looking to escape for a few minutes uh, and and really just, you know, dive in and listen to some college football talk for a couple of minutes. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because everybody's got their different time where they think where the official start of summer is. Usually kind of the unofficial part is after Memorial Day. We've, we've been up since June 1st was on Monday uh, this week, and we, um, we kind of had Memorial Day last week. And everybody now, it's June 1st, and what we got the – we got the schedule. We're going to have maybe game seven of the NBA right after Monday night football on a, on a Tuesday. You know, we, we, you know, we, we're starting, you know, baseball, the players and management still trying to figure out what they're going to do, but we're starting to see more and more signs. Um, you know, we're getting uh, the, the NFL folks, coaches tell me that they're, once they report to training camp, they're going to have to stay there. Um, and you know, all training camps are going to be at facilities, college programs. Interesting. Um, some colleges are got, uh, got a, a situation where they're going to, I know Texas tech Kirby Hawcutt, uh, interesting what they're going to do, Scott, they're going to put every one of their players that they report, they're going to report and immediately go into quarantine for seven days. I guess that's to, you know, you know, make, give a certain period and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. test them. So everybody's got their different ways that are taking the directives from the medical professionals, which we talked about for weeks on end. Now everybody's pointing towards getting back, getting into some semblance of, um, you know, unifying things a little bit. And it looks like we're just going to have some form of a training camp, a huge training camp in college football, if you will, where you're going to have to divvy up your time getting ready because it looks like at least as we're doing this podcast, unless something changes in the next week or two, that we're probably going to get this thing going on schedule. At least that's what's everybody's plan. Um, but we'll see how this plays out. But everybody's, everybody's excited that I'm talking to. And you're right. I think everybody's looking to see some sports, you know, not a whole lot is going on out there, you know, um, sports-wise, but we're starting to see it trickle back. And we got some news. Uh, Notre Dame and Navy that was supposed to be held in uh, Dublin, Ireland, mm-hmm. is not going to be in Dublin. Instead, it'll be, uh, I guess, in Annapolis. So I, guess that's, I think that's the first time in that rivalry, Chris, or in that series that Navy is actually hosting Notre Dame. So uh be yeah. an interesting ticket there. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 good. I, you know, we knew we talked about that for weeks on end. That that just 
that was a no-go. We knew going out of the country in this environment was not going to happen. Um, and just like we've talked about, uh, the NFL's not going to go out of the country. I knew that game was going to have to be stateside. And, of course, you know, Maryland, and they've had their struggles too. But uh, certainly keeping things uh, like that where you are – can control the environment as much as you can. That mm-hmm. makes all the sense in the world. So, um, you know, I'm glad. And, and certainly, um, you know, it's, um, it ought to be an interesting game, interesting start. Notre Dame's got a really good team, uh, this year. And, uh, that that's always a tricky game with, with a lot of time to prepare for it though. It's a little bit different. Of course. Uh, the other bit of news is uh, legendary Auburn coach, Pat Dye, uh, has passed away. He's one of the winningest coaches in, in school history. Yeah, you know, he's one of the great characters and, you know, the quick little story with him, um, you know, he played at Georgia. He was a guard uh, and he played with Fran Tarkenton, the great Fran Tarkenton at Georgia. And they were good friends over years and years and go back with Pat a long way. He was an assistant for Bear Bryant. And, you know, obviously he when he left, he, he coached at Alabama for nine years with Bear. And he went to East Carolina. And I, I, I remember this vividly because he was at East Carolina as a head coach. And he, the North Carolina state coach at the time was a guy by the name of Bo Ryan. And Bo Ryan took the job at LSU to replace Charlie McClendon. Well, uh, when, and by the way, Bo Ryan tragically never coached at LSU, died in a plane crash on a recruiting trip. I remember to this day, Pat Dye wanted the North Carolina state job and a member of the board at, at uh, North Carolina state was also on the board at East Carolina and blocked the move. So Pat got the, uh, got ticked off and he left to go to Wyoming, he went to Wyoming for one year. Scotty never signed the contract. In fact, the star safety on his Wyoming team was another than Chuck Pagano <laughs> of the coaching cream. Okay. So he's at Wyoming for one year, never signs a contract, um, you know, but you know, gets paid and all that. Well, back at Georgia, Vince Dooley had just won a national title. Um, the last time Georgia's won a national title, Vince Dooley was an Auburn graduate. And Auburn had just fired Doug Barfield. So they're recruiting Vince Dooley. They think they've got Vince Dooley. So with Vince Dooley headed back to home at Auburn, Pat Dye decides that he really wants to go back home and be the, the head coach at his alma mater, Georgia. And so it's seemingly this was all, and again, in a different era and a different time with can you imagine we'd be talking about that today and everyone would be, it, it was behind the scenes back then. Well, as things turned around, Georgia offered Vince Dooley more money. He had a great team. Herschel Walker was coming back. He decided to stay at Georgia. Well, then Pat Dye does a reverse and instead, um, you know, pursues the Auburn job and gets the Auburn job. And as they say, uh, the rest is history yes. because for years, you know, it was, you know, Auburn, Georgia, you know, Pat, Georgia guy coaching Auburn, Vince, Auburn guy coaching Georgia in the great rivalries. And Pat Dye was the guy that got the Alabama Auburn game from, it was in Birmingham in the decrepit Legion field. 
every year was a neutral site. And it was Pat Dye that when the contract ran out, he demanded that he, the game be played home and home. And so he took it there. And he was he went into Alabama in the later stages of Bear Bryant, beat Bear Bryant in his second year. And, you know, Bear Bryant was on the way out and had great respect for him. They were hunting buddies, but he was not afraid of Alabama. And Auburn was always the stepchild. I mean, the redheaded stepchild that was just completely mistreated, no respect whatsoever. Uh, and, and he stood up to Alabama and had a lot of success at Alabama. Of course, you know, after Bear Bryant left and after his prime and all that, but he turned things around. Chuck Jordan was a great, great Auburn coach and uh, named after the stadium's name after him, Jordan Hare. Uh -huh. But Pat Dye Field is what it's named. Pat Dye was, I think you, you'd have to say that he's probably the greatest coach in Auburn history because he took Auburn and made them on the same level as Alabama during the time that he was there. And he became the athletic director after he retired. And, and uh, you know, it ended going out on some uh, under the cloud of NCAA improprieties. But what a, what a really good guy. And I always remember this great line. They asked him when he got hired at Auburn, Scott, you'll love this. I know you're going to love this. They said, and, and, and here's one other thing I want to mention before I give this, is you know what always rankled? Because Alabama was changing coaches a little bit. And the guy that spoke the most, like Bear Bryant, was Pat Dye. I mean, you just kind of listen to him with the South Georgia draw, with the Bear Bryant growling. <laughs> it, it just, it was like, it was like Bear Bryant, had gone to Auburn to, you know, the, that's where many of the, the, the Alabama folks thought about it. But so Pat gets his, he's at the opening press conference and they asked him, they say, Pat, how long is it going to take to beat Alabama? He said, 60 minutes. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so that's my little Pat. Dye. Anyway, that, I went a little too long on that, but that's, that's the Pat die was um, certainly a, Intrigued, 80 years old and wow. had uh, some kidney problems and uh, I think got the coronavirus at the end and I don't know how that contributed but his son Pat Dye Jr. is one of the more famous uh, NFL agents has been for a long time <clears throat> we remember uh, Pat Dye Auburn legend uh, well we'll get back into the podcast in just a minute but first with no more sports on as of now there's really not much you can bet on or so you thought. There's so much action you could still have at betonline.ag. There's eSports. There's $750,000 poker series as well. There's so much fun to be had. So go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. I love their Madden Sims as well. I think I'm 3-0 so far on Madden Sims. Again, betonline.ag. Online.ag. The promo code is MyPod100. Bet online, your online wagering experts. We were going to talk about the unsung wide receivers, Chris, in this episode, and one of the top wide receivers in the country, who I'm sure we were going to be mentioning, is not going to play this year. Uh, Justin Ross of Clemson is going to miss the season. That uh, that's the latest coming out uh, from Dabo Swinney. Yeah, I had uh, neck surgery. Uh, X-ray revealed that he had. Uh, uh, was born with a congenital fusion. It's a rare abnormality where the two fused vertebrae appear structurally 
and functionally as one. So we're, we're, you know, it's a wish him the best. That's my concern is, you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll get it right, but neck injuries are always a concern. I worry about the long-term future and what that's going to mean. We'll get to that later, but we're talking about as you're looking at the elite receivers, you know, Jamar Chase, the Jalen Waddles of the world, Justin Ross is in that group. He is in that group along the lines of the great receivers they've had in recent years. So tough news for them that they're going to miss him for the year. Mm-hmm. Let's just hope and pray that he gets back healthy and can resume his football career because he's got a great future, not only at Clemson, but beyond. Absolutely. All right. You mentioned uh, Jamar Chase. You mentioned Jalen Waddell. Uh, would Devontae Smith also from Alabama fall in that group? Absolutely. Uh, you know, more than just the guy that uh, that, that made the great catch um, to to beat Georgia in the national championship game. Um, just a guy that's a smooth route runner. Um, you know, just just a great player, great receiver. Um, and and you know, I just think it's one of the look. You look at it with those two guys. They're they're in great great shape there um, at receiver coming back. So it's gonna be gonna be a really good group and a really good uh, duo of receivers. Let's go around the country and talk about some more unsung wide receivers. Chris, uh, Chris Olave from Ohio State certainly, uh, you know, raised some eyebrows last year with his performance. Yeah, he's a really talented guy. He's got uh, he's smooth runner. I mean, he's a guy that can really make plays uh, outside of the frame. Um, really, really good one. Uh, I think that um, uh, he's he's not only a good one. I think Garrett Wilson's a good one. Uh, so they got a good group of guys there. There's, there's no question about it, but the, the, he certainly, Chris is, um, is an outstanding talent. Was George Pickens the best freshman wide receiver in the country last year? Um, I think he probably was. I mean, he just was really good. He was just very productive in an offense that didn't throw it very well, quite frankly, but um, very, very effective. And I'm curious to see what he can do this year. Uh, with Jamie Newman, but smooth runner, uh, big, strong, um, just outstanding talent. Uh, no question about it. So I think he's he's special. Uh, we ta- uh, stick. Uh, you mentioned uh, Garrett Wilson, Ohio State already. Um, you know, C.D. Lamb was the guy at Oklahoma last year. Uh, Charleston Rambo, though his counterpart, can easily step into those shoes this year. There's no question that you're looking at certain places that know how to throw the football, know how to work the passing game. Oklahoma certainly that type. And he's, he's the next guy there uh, that could put up big time numbers. I mean, he's six, one, 180 pounds, um, really productive, great with the, the ball in his hands. Um, all the things that we've come to expect out of Oklahoma receivers. I think he'll be, he'll put up phenomenal numbers. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for you. It's different for me. One thing is certain. Every day, there's an opportunity to win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab and go. Every day giftable. Every day fun. The new lucky number scratcher from the Virginia Lottery. 32 chances to win $500,000 plus four bonus games. Stop by your closest retailer and check it out. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. So as I'm reading about NFL prospects for the 2021 draft, 
the wide receiver that keeps getting brought up is Rashad Bateman from Minnesota because of his exceptional route running. Yeah, he's really advanced as a route runner. He's been in the in college ball a little while. He's played a lot of games, a lot of reps. Um, he's really good at stemming his routes. He's got good size. Um, he's got good strength on the ball. Uh, but he does a good job with his precise running, getting defenders moved in the opposite direction. Uh, he's really, really smooth, and he is just outstanding at catching the ball in traffic. So those things excite me about him, and obviously they had a couple of good ones coming back. But this, this guy is uh, certainly on my list that's pretty high um, in next year's draft. Uh, how about a fun name to say from Louisville, Tutu Atwell? Oh, man, Chadarius uh, Tutu is really, really good. I, I think Louisville's got uh, an explosive offense, the potential. Tutu is just phenomenal. I mean, he is, you know, he's, I guess, the best way to describe him. He is uh, um, a, a lot like that water bug type guy that, you know, Tyreek Hill-ish. Yeah. I mean, he is small. He's 5'9". And I think if we we dump him in water, um, and maybe put like you know some you know double A batteries, in, yeah, <laughs> wet towels and double A batteries in his pocket, we might get him to one fifty eight because he's like one hundred fifty three, one hundred fifty five, soaking wet. But boy, he can scoop. Now he was a freshman in eighteen, and he got off to a big time start. He caught like twenty five balls and. He was outstanding. He's starting to hit his stride. He comes from my uh, Northwestern High School out of Miami. He is really special. And, you know, he's going to be the jitterbug that people are going to get excited about. That can be a big factor in the return game uh, and certainly, you know, reverses, screens, quick slants. Uh, get him in space. That's what you want, no doubt. Sticking in the ACC, uh, we go to North Carolina. Daz Newsom. Daz is uh, is really talented young guy. He's his uh, freshman and sophomore years. He's gotten better and better. Uh, the junior year was very productive. You know, he's five eleven. He's one ninety. Um, I, I thought he blossomed last year with Mac and the offense and Sam Howell too. Deserves a lot of credit. Yes, um, we talked about I, him. You know, uh, last week or two. Yeah, ago, yeah. It, it, you know, he's he's just gotten a lot better. Been able to make plays on the ball and. And he's, you know, been very effective from the slot. Um, and he get, he gets deep from the slot. Um, very, very effective player. So uh, I think he's outstanding. And, you know, we've mentioned two guys there. And I'll give you a, a, a couple of more inside the ACC. Sage Sherrod of Wake Forest. Um, and also uh, Tamari and Terry out of, of Florida State some other guys that are really, really good inside the league. So, um, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun year, uh, certainly in that league, and we'll see how well they're able to throw the football um, inside the ACC. Who is the top uh, group of five wide receiver? Like, is there – does – you know, does SMU – SMU, because we look at – I love that offense at SMU, and we've talked about Shane Bichelle – uh, on this uh, on this podcast before and his uh, abilities, the uh, SMU, I guess, what Reggie Roberson is their top guy. Um, yes, and, and any other big any other big group of five wide receivers. 
Yeah, I well, yeah, I think the kid from Boise, Shakir, Khalil Shakir, he's one of the best slot receivers in college ball. I mean, he's just been really explosive, particularly on slants, been very good on on uh, on jet sweeps. He's really good. Um, uh, Warren Jackson of Colorado State's another guy. Now he's he's a he's a six five six six ish guy that's really big. Um, and it's getting better and better. Um, who else out West? Uh, Trey Walker of San Jose State's outstanding. He's been there for a couple of years. He's a 5'11", 180 guy, and he is he's one of the best at back shoulder catches I've seen in a while. C.J. Johnson of East Carolina was a true freshman, was outstanding. He's a three-star recruit that clearly was undervalued, is outstanding. Um who else uh, in the Mac? Oh, Eastern Michigan, the 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 Williams kid, the Quion Williams, uh, was really impressive last year. I think can be outstanding. Um, you you mentioned Roberson of um, of SMU, Sky Moore of Western Michigan's really good. Um, those are some guys that um, uh, that uh, that I think are uh, Roberson's good. You mentioned too. He's he's a guy that's well put together. He's about two hundred pounds. He was a Texas kid as well. Uh, not rated nearly as high as he should have been. He's been outstanding. You know, um, uh, the, the kid from Indiana, outside going back to the power of our uh, Wap Filiar, but David Bell and, of course, Rondell Moore of Purdue, that's a great duo. Um, well, just who's throwing so, them the ball, though? Well, no, that's that's definitely the big issue, and obviously – Because uh, there's a competition you know, going on there at Purdue right now. Or there will well, be a there competition. There, 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 there is because there's just not much there. You're correct, but in terms of a talent, I think Rondell Moore is going to go very high. I think he's got a lot of ability. But production-wise, uh, you know, I think he'll be pretty good. Um, you know, um, Tylen Wallace of Oklahoma State's another guy that I think's very good. Um, so yeah, those are some. Uh, I don't know that we've missed anybody. Uh, sure, we probably have. Just, mm-hmm. uh, but those are some. Those are some really good players that I think are good. I'm trying to think anybody else. Oh my God, I I'm sorry, uh, Amal Ross St. Brown of USC. I, mm. I I don't know. I'm we're gonna, but the kid is just gonna be a really really outstanding uh, player. So those are, I don't know, those 20 25 guys we probably run down the down the line on that I think are all going to be really good players on the next level. There's certainly a lot of talent at the wide receiver position uh, heading into the 2020-2021 season of uh, college football. Uh, What are you tracking right now on LandryFootball.com in terms of ranking rosters, uh, signing news? What else you got up there? Uh, Roster analysis, college roster analysis. We're working on that. Uh, Certainly um, uh, a recruiting board continuing to work on that and Scott, trying to keep up with recruiting, my goodness, the commitments are still coming in. Uh, as we keep saying, it's going to be an interesting fall and the rest of the summer. As we have pushed back, that's the one thing that's happened since we talked last week. They have decided to push back any of the, the face-to-face recruiting to the end of July. What does that really mean? Not as much as you might think in this regard. Because you're not able to go on campus to see kids. Well, not many high schools. Had, in fact, I don't know if there were any that were having, you know, everything was online. And high school's over now. I mean, they're pretty much over if they're not over at this point. The one thing, though, that's big is, Scott, that basically eliminates 
summer camps or which is such a big evaluation process for these kids going on campus to be looked at, be studied and to be recruited. Uh, we're not going to have that. So that's going to be interesting. So what it's done and we're keeping up with in our notebook each and every day is it's created a, 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 a groundswell of more and more recruiting commitments because at this point, Outside of, hey, look, we may take some visits in the fall. Kids are saying, look, I'm narrowing down my list. I'm going to go ahead and pick a school. Scott, they can always change their mind, but I think kids are afraid to get left out. I think schools are pressuring them. And we're having some interesting decisions that are being made by the school and the kids right now. And we're keeping everybody up to date on uh, in our recruiting notebook each and every day from around the country we got it all covered for you not only who they're recruiting with the just throwing out a name and well four star three star we tell you who they are where they're from what their skill set is how they fit whether they're a little bit more overrated underrated we got that all for you so that's why you want to check out landryfootball.com today and take advantage of that scouting season offer that gives you the best and most detailed information on the college game you can get anywhere. And be sure to uh, follow Chris on Twitter at Landry Football. You can follow me at Scott's on Air and subscribe, rate, and review the College Football Film Room wherever you get your podcasts from. We will continue to uh, deliver for you each and every week here on the show. Until then, Chris, stay safe, and I will talk to you. You do the same, buddy. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.